What the fuck it is, y'all? Third Coast Space Radio, Season 3, Episode 24. It's your boys, Metaphysic. And this is Kid Luna. And yo, we came here today, we're gonna do a special co-host episode. We got Bricks, and we got Orange Pill Mystic. It's gonna be super fucking insane. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in it.
fucking mix was absolutely spectacular we got my boy brad here aka bricks on the line say what's up to the people brad yo yo what's up everybody thanks for tuning in checking out my mix stoked to be here so yo man if you want we can just go ahead and jump right into it man who's brad what's your origin story where are you from all right so let's see real quick um uh, I go by, my name's Brad Rickle. I'm 30 years old. You know, I'm originally from Rogers City, Michigan. Real small town, like 4,500 people. Not much of this kind of scene, if any music scene at all there, really. Um, from there, I, I joined the military for a few years down in uh, Texas. I've been in El Paso for a while there and moved over to Corpus Christi for a few years after. And then, uh, 
about 2016, moved up to Fort Collins in uh, Colorado. Lived there for a few years now. I've been in Denver for a few years now. And I do uh, construction for my job. I have a lead foreman <clears throat> for a directional drilling company. And uh, yeah, this uh, DJ producing stuff is kind of just, it's just all fun. It's just all fun for me. I love to do it. I love making music. I've been doing it since I was, you know, 13 years old. Uh, so it's always been a huge part of my life, and yeah, I just I just love it. I'm excited to be able to share my music with you guys. So thanks for tuning in. Definitely, man. Definitely. So it seems like you've been kind of moving around a little bit. Um, so where, you know, you said you started kind of with the music stuff around 13. Uh, where exactly, you know, what what was happening around that time? Were you more so like classically trained in music? Were you in band, choir? Like what exactly, what was your musical upbringing? Um, actually, um, everything I know is, is pretty much self-taught. Uh, when I was 13, I just... I just grew up with my parents and family kind of like listen to all sorts of different music, you know, from country to dance music to rap, to classic rock, like just just really all over the place in the spectrum. So I just got a good glimpse of all these different styles at a young age. And I just, I don't know, I've always just had an ear for music and it just comes natural to me. So like when I was 13, I, I asked my dad to, you know, give me a guitar for Christmas and you know, get me one. And I played on that for a couple of years. And um, I think I was maybe 15 or 16. Uh, I started playing drums in this band while I was in high school, like freshman year with some of my friends. And never really went anywhere, you know. We're just jamming in the shed and stuff and having fun. Uh, I think we played a talent show um, in our high school one year. We did like a cover of a Devil Wears Prada song, so it was really <laughs> nice. It was really funny to play a metal song in front of all these country people. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> awesome. But, uh, but yeah, from there, uh, when I joined the army, um, I just met these guys who were, who were also in the military as well. Who you know, some of them play drums, do vocals, play bass, whatever. It just kind of all worked out where um, you know we all just became good friends, and all of our like musical talents aligned well and we just started practicing three, four times a week and ended up turning into playing shows three, four times a week and um, yeah, we, we became good friends with the, like the main promoter who was throwing shows in El Paso so we got to open up for a bunch of like bigger bands to me like uh, like Hawthorne Heights would be a big one and people would probably Oh, nice. Out. Okay. <laughs> A huge one that we open up for would be Rob Zombie. That was probably the highlight of my life. Fucking so sick. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, I crowd surf like on like in the pit to Rob Zombie, and that shit was amazing. That's super cool, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, where I was playing like in like metal kind of style music back then. And then when I moved to Corpus Christi, met some friends there. And um, yeah, then I started playing like pop punk kind of style, more like a day to remember kind of vibes. And, uh, you know, like being in a band, you kind of rely on other people to like do their part and contribute. And yeah. You get to a point where it's like, okay, <clears throat> we have an opportunity to move forward. You know, like a lot of those times, some end up backing out and we miss those chances, you know? So, yeah. When I moved here, like up to Colorado, the EDM, EDM seems huge, you know, and I was never really into it. Um, but uh, I kind of just went to one show and, just blew me away and uh yeah like now i've been producing for over four years now i'd say 
Okay. So where exactly did the moniker Bricks come from? Uh, was it at that show that you were at or was that, you know, after you decided, like, where did the moniker come from? So actually it kind of like goes back to uh, like my high school days. Uh, my name being Brad Rickle, they just kind of like put it together and so call me Bricks. Well, well, actually first it was B-Ricks nice. and then <laughs> put it together as Bricks and then like I was trying to come up with a name and you know, you try to come up with something all clever and whatnot. And I don't know, that just like seemed like it fit me well. And yeah, I just kind of decided to stick with it. Nice. Yeah, I always wonder where everyone's, you know, their moniker origin story comes from. Sometimes it's a nickname that their parents gave them. Sometimes it's something that, you know, just popped up in their head. It's always interesting hearing where that comes from. Right. So, so let's go ahead and jump into your mix, man. It was really, really dope. I really enjoyed it. Um, let's talk about your, you know, your track selection. Let's talk about your mix. Where did all this come from? So um, over the last, uh, I'd say, six, seven to eight months, maybe, I've been really, really diving in hard on like sound design and stuff. Uh, the first, I'd say, two to three years I was making beats with using just samples and whatnot kind of just really seeing if I, was, if I could even like put together a song that people would enjoy before diving into the years and years of learning sound design so uh pretty much around like february last year i actually started learning it and then halfway through started really diving in and all of these tunes that are in this mix are all unreleased um songs that i've made over this period and <clears throat> they kind of just give you a little glimpse in, into my mind, you know, and all the different styles I like to make. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I just, I really like making different styles of music from like melodic to, uh, halftime, glitch hop, down tempo, trip hop, dubstep, funky vibe, drum and bass. Like there's a little bit of everything in there. And, you know, I just want to give the people, what they, what they needed to hear. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, um, I, I, I just enjoyed it because I was constantly thrown into a different vibe, a different mood, but it all seemed to flow as one and it was really, really dope. So it makes me wonder like, um, you know, like who right now, you know, since you're, you're kind of all over the place, you don't really stick to one particular genre, which is super fucking dope. Like who inspires your soundscape right now as it is? Um, honestly, I'm inspired by so many people, so many different genres, um, you know, uh, but to keep it kind of like a short list, maybe like top five, I'd say, uh, Vector, Cursa, Mercedes, Alejo, and Danny Groups are some of my biggest inspirations. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like, the list goes on and on and on. I have an incredibly amount of local talent that inspires me every day, you know. Um, constantly hearing new music from friends around me that just blows me away every day. Just keeps me motivated to learn to, you know, step up my game and you know, bring something new to the table. Yeah, 100%. The amount of, like, since I've moved out here to Colorado, the amount of, like, just talent that's out here, it's just, it's indescribable, honestly. You can get so motivated just by the people around you. It's it's fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. 
So you said, you said like, um, you know, you were heavily involved in like the rock community. It's funny. I kind of used to ask this question on the previous uh, couple of seasons, you know, what your music background was before you got involved into the EDM scene. Um, And a lot of people do come from, you know, either the heavy metal or the alternative rock scene. And it's funny, but like, I always wonder, you know, you said you went to a show, but like what moment like at that show was like, you're like, okay, this is kind of what, what I want to focus on. Like what show was that one? And then like, what happened at that show that made you want to like focus on this, you know, aspect of art? So when I, when I moved here back in, uh, you know, uh, 2016, you know, it's kind of like, I didn't really know many people. Uh, I know a couple of my cousins lived up here in Fort Collins and I moved up here with a couple of friends. But other than that, it was just, you know, meet new people every time I went out and whatnot. And uh, the job I worked at, a couple of friends invited me to go to the X Games up in Aspen and Bass Nectar and Chainsmokers were playing. Interesting, and, okay. Um, so, yeah, I was like, you know, I was real short on cash, you know, just like, I'm kind of like a shy person myself, I like to keep to myself and whatnot, but like, it just felt right that I needed to go out, go out, you know, just come out of my shell a little bit. And, um, you know, we went there and basically, you know, all the stuff that's going on now, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, yeah. it was a huge, huge inspiration to me when I first saw that, you know, it's, you know, it's negative 12 degrees outside. So I'm freezing, <laughs> you know, all the elements, you know, as he's playing behind me, the, the snowboard, the big air jump was going on now above me. We got people jumping out of the sky, like skydiving with sparklers and stuff and it was just like sensory o- overload and it was just like just such an amazing moment and I just you know being a musician I kind of just started like analyzing what was happening on stage and trying to figure out like how he was doing what he was doing up there and you know I kind of am just like able to kind of get a little bit of a grasp on like the idea at least of what he's doing and I'm like I can do that I can do that and Literally within three weeks, I went and bought an APC 40 and <laughs> Ableton, and I started like learning how to mix with loops and stuff like that. And my roommate, he kind of got into mixing with Serato uh, maybe three or four months before I was into that. So, like, I was hearing him mix and whatnot. And, you know, that was like, I never really was into this kind of music before that experience, you know, like, you know, I was playing metal bands and all that. So I was like, Oh, it's just a guy on stage pushing buttons, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Once you see it, you feel it and you start making, you start to get more of an understanding and appreciation of what every aspect, you know, takes to get to where it's at. And, you know, um, yeah, that's kind of where it all began for me. And then I think I saw excision after that and started going to a bunch of festivals and, you know, just, started opening myself up and like realizing I could just like be my complete self and who I want to be like in this scene. And I've met so many great people and friends and a lot of people who I consider family now. And, uh, you know, I'm just so fortunate and, and lucky and happy that I like decided to go to that show one time, you know? So you, know, you never really grow and unless you're uncomfortable. So take that chance, take that leap. If you're thinking about it, just do it. 
Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always, you know, that sense of community that you get, especially when you go to shows by yourself, you know, a lot of people like to group up and shit like that, but I think kind of like losing yourself in that community and maybe getting adopted or, you know, just hanging out with a couple of strangers that night, like that's, those are when the magic moments happen. It's always good to be able to do shit with friends, but like actually going out there and finding who you are in the crowd is one of the best feelings ever, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you meet so many people, you may have so many like special connections, you know, even if it's just like a one-time thing, like, you know, there's so many people that I've met just that one time and like, I'll see them again, maybe you know, two years later. I'm like, yo, dude, <laughs> right? are you from that show? Like, I'll, like, never forget those moments. You know, it's just something that's special and you cherish it, you know, and you hold on to that. hundred percent. So do you feel like, you know, your journey as a musical artist, do you feel like, you know, being on this path that there's something that you've been taught that you might not have learned otherwise? Um, let's see. I don't know about not necessarily like saying I wouldn't learn it otherwise, but you know, just being patient, staying true to yourself and your art, you know, working hard take advantage of every opportunity that's coming to you, you know, and, um, yeah, that's, that's really it, you know, just stay true to yourself, stay true to the sound, to, you know, what, whatever makes you feel good, whatever makes, is pure and makes you feel right, you know, like, right. all those things and it'll lead you down the right path. Yeah, a lot of people can get kind of stuck well you know it's it's good to have your inspiration and things like that uh but a lot of people get stuck with the whole you know what what is this person going to think about me so they kind of conform in a way if that makes sense or trying to emulate what they think is popular and they kind of lose themselves in that and that's kind of like why i put this mix out with so many different styles you know like i wanted like you know, so many people over the past few years have been like, you need to put yourself out there. You need to do it. You need to do it. I'm like, well, I'm kind of just waiting for the right time, the right moment, you know, when I feel like I have the right music I want to put out there and like putting it out there the way I did with all these different styles, you know, it's kind of like almost like an uncomfortability, like, and something that people aren't going to be used to. They're going to be like, okay, like a lot of the people who know me, are like, oh, he's going to play a bunch of halftime bangers with matchups and stuff like this, but it's, be the complete opposite of what they expect so nice hopefully we can turn some heads with this mix so if you could go back and you said you've been doing this for quite some time but if you could go back and give yourself some advice maybe 10 years ago or even to you know a younger producer that's listening to this podcast today like if you could give yourself or them some advice what would that advice be um kind of I say just like slightly touch on what I just said, just being true to yourself and, you know, like don't conform to the norm, you know, be uh, exactly who you want to be. And, you know, a big thing is go at your own pace. Don't feel rushed. You know, everything will fall into place as it needs to be, you know, and that's kind of how I was saying over the last couple of years, everybody, you know, like, it feels good, you know, to have those people supporting you wanting you to put yourself out there, but like, it just doesn't feel right at that time, you know, just wait for that moment and, and it'll come, you know, and it's exactly what I've been doing. And, you know, over the, the past like three, four months, I've been getting a lot of really cool opportunities that have me extremely excited right now. So, you know, just stay true to yourself, 
the vision, be patient and go at your own pace and things will hopefully fall in place for you. Damn right. Yeah, a lot of people, I, I don't know, especially with, you know, the amount of like time that social media demands of us. It's, it's ridiculous for artists these days just to, you know, find time to themselves to really go and explore and experiment because, you know, being an artist today is like 70% social media and marketing at this point and 30%, hey, what can I actually do? Um, right. So, Absolutely. yeah, I, I think being patient and really taking your time on those things is very good advice, 100%. So let's go ahead and jump into you as a producer, your mind as a producer. Um, pretty much everyone that I interview on here is usually Ableton gang, but, you know, I ask anyway, do you have a favorite doll? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely on the Ableton train. <laughs> you know, I'll always, I'll always rep the Ableton gang for sure. You know, uh, I think back in like 2012 when Skrillex dropped that Recess album, I, my friend gave me a free loop. Such a good free. album. I tried making a beat on there and like, I did it. It took me like 11 hours to make 40 seconds. And I was like, this, <laughs> this is not my kind of thing, you know? So I kind of strayed away from even thinking about producing up until that moment at that show. But yeah, Ableton, Ableton's my favorite so shit it's like just endless possibilities with it definitely now do you believe like dolls are like more so like just a tool or do you feel like certain dolls do certain things like you know better than other dolls because i know with fl the only thing that really bothered me about that is just you know the fucking the automation lanes it was just too much it added like way too much to my screen space if that made sense so yeah um well personally i haven't like dove in many other does um you know like each one is like a lot in itself you know you sit down and it's in front of you and like holy shit like, yeah what am i supposed to do with all this right you know so, like just tackling one was enough for me and like a lot of my friends were on ableton and you know so i felt like if i went that route you know i could have people to contact if i needed some help or inspiration or anything like that yeah um, but yeah, I've just heard like a lot of really good things and just the workflow overall with Ableton, I feel it was, is the smoothest, but that's just personal preference. Definitely. Know? So do you fuck with uh, session view or arrangement view more than anything else? Um, I don't know why I love session view, bro. I fucks with it heavy. A lot of people don't, they just go straight into the arrangement. Yeah, it's, it's probably more arrangement for me. More arrangement. I feel you on that. So do you have like a, a go-to like VST or you strictly stock in Ableton or like do you have a piece of hardware that's like in every project that you kind of, you know, go to? Um, I say right now, definitely, definitely Serum as far as like, uh, you know, like bass sound design and things like that. Uh, but something that just recently came out, I think within the last like six months, uh, is a VST called Rift. Um, it's, freaking amazing it's it's like every time i touch it, i put it on like everything i put it on drums vocals basses like melodies like there's, there's just so many possibilities with with rift and you know if it's something minimal even or if it's something you're trying to make sound crazy like you can do that with rift and but with uh other than those couple things i usually do a lot of stock stuff so i mean i have some like 
racks that I purchased from like Jade Cicada and stuff. Um, but I, I really use like minimal things with that, honestly, too. It's, I, I try to stick with stock outside of serum and rest pretty much. Okay. Okay. Rift. Is that, I feel like someone else mentioned that me on a previous show. Is that like a, is that a distorter or what, what exactly is Rift? So yeah, it's, it's essentially just a distortion plugin, but like you can like, I don't know. Well, my favorite feature that it does is like, for instance, you can uh, make a melody with like a filter, you know? So like you can, you can set the key to whatever key you're making your song in and, just kind of change up and drawing, you know, on different um, scales or what have you, you know, to uh, just give it a different kind of sound. But like, ultimately, it'll keep it in tune with the key you're in. And like, just having that is it's just just like crazy. It's just so many possibilities, man. Interesting. I'm gonna have to check I, it out. I dove into it that much, you know. Like, I want to tell you so much about it, but. Uh, Truthfully, I don't even know that much about it. Knobs until I'm like, holy shit, what is going on right now? Right. And did you say this was freeware too? What's that? Did you say this was free? Um. So no, no, no. Uh, the, when it first came out, I think uh, they did like a fifty percent off. Okay. Okay. Seventy bucks. I think it's around like one sixty, one seventy nowadays. But hundred percent worth every penny, in my opinion. All right. Yeah, I'm going to check into that, man. So, like, what do you feel like there's, like, way too many fucking plugins or, like, not enough plugins? Because, like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm constantly being mentioned something new out there. And I'm like, damn it. I'm just now fucking learning this one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it is kind of overwhelming, honestly. And partially that's kind of why I didn't dive into sound design too much. Because, like, there are a lot of ESTs, you know, and, like, some of them you know, do certain things better than the others. And if you don't know that, that you, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, I just paid all this money for this one when this other one does that better, you know? Yeah. So it, was, <laughs> it was just kind of like, you know, you find the right recommendations and stuff from friends. But, like, ultimately, like, I think it's great that there's so many options out there just, uh, because, like, the more options, the better, you know, because everybody has their own path, their own workflow, their own yeah. stuff and everything. And, you know, I think if everybody had, you know, there's 10 different VSTs, like, it would be all music kind of sound similar and boring, yeah. you know, so it's... Very it's monotonous, kind of definitely. So, as far as, like, you, you know, preparing for, you know, your sets versus, you know, doing your productions, is there a difference? Do you... DJ through CDJs, do you prepare everything in like Ableton and then move that into a DJ template? Like how do you normally prepare to perform the music that you create? Um, so before before each show, I usually like to go, you know, and deep dive down a rabbit hole and just, you know, I, I work a lot, so I don't really get to listen to music as much as I really would like to. Um, so I like, I'll go down a deep rabbit hole for like two, three days before, and <laughs> you know, find a bunch of awesome new, like underground beats and whatnot. And I like to do a lot of acapella mashups and things like that. So that like leads me into like mixing with Serato. Like, I prefer mixing on Serato over CDJs personally, just the way okay. I, my style is. Um, I do a lot of looping. A lot of times I have four tracks playing at once, you know, but like, only one song and one acapella will actually be playing now. Yeah. The other two are just for like transitioning purposes and whatnot. Um, so like 
Yeah, pretty much just starts with me going down a deep rabbit hole, collecting a bunch of songs, and then I'll just do a freestyle for a couple of days and just kind of see what, what I like and what works good and eventually just start throwing a playlist together and then kind of run through it and whatever flows good, you know. And somehow I'll end up, like, if I'm playing an hour set, like, I'll make a playlist and, like, oh, yeah, this, this is probably be around an hour and like it always ends up like exactly an hour it's crazy. <laughs> i don't know how nice. that happens to me but but that's pretty cool and like just recently the last three months i started working in a turntable into my set it's it's pretty challenging you know it's a whole new thing but i, I just love the raw like organic sound of vinyl over you know glitch hop half timey sounds it's right just gangster vibe that gets your head bobbing you know the whole crowd will be moving you know regardless if you're into you know, dubstep or if you're into field view music, you know, you hear like some hip hop drums and, you know, your head's just going to start bobbing no matter what. Right. Yeah. And I was going to ask, you know, so I haven't heard fucking Serato. You rarely hear people say they use Serato in the electronic, you know, DJ industry. A lot of people either use Tractor or they're on CDJs or Rekordbox, you know, the actual application. So hearing Serato and hearing that you're incorporating vinyl into it, I think that's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. I, and everything I do is all live, too. Like a lot of people, you know, they'll go and make a mashup in Ableton or whatever and then just play it out live and like, if I was to go travel and play out of state and have to play on CDJs, that's most likely what I would do. So I don't have to pay to bring my gear with me. Yeah. But uh, I, I really love doing everything live. It just like, it feels, you know, real. It's more authentic. I have like free control to just like switch it up and do something different if I want to. And then just, it just keeps me moving around. So I'm having fun up, up there. I'm not just going from one track to the other, you know. Now I'm starting to work in a turntable too. So I'm just like bouncing all over the place. And it's, it's <laughs> so fun. It. Nice. That's badass. So like, how do you feel about like the, you know, producer versus DJ, the ultimate debate? Like, should you be perfectly skilled in both before you try and throw yourself out there? Like, do you feel that, you know, one, you know, could get away with just being just a producer or just a DJ? You know, it's an age-old argument, but I like to hear people's opinion on this, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I think, uh, I don't know. I think usually people like kind of lean one way or the other. Like, they like the production or they like, you know, like being on stage and DJ something like that like they kind of have a vision of doing one or the other. So that, yeah. like, like for me anyways, you know, I was like, I, I played in bands and stuff. So I'm like, I want to be on stage DJing. So when I first started, like I was doing nothing but, you know, mixing for the first couple of years pretty much. And just on and off with, you know, attempting to make a song and, I wasn't really sure if I even wanted to produce and whatnot. So I, that's the path I went down. Was just like, hey, I'm going to be a DJ. Just kind of have fun with it, see where it goes. And, um, ultimately, I think that's like the best way to look at it. You know, just have fun with it. And yeah. like, whatever route you take, like you chose that route for a reason. And, you know, like that's just your path. And if, I feel like if people really like give you shit for that, that's like, well, you probably just took a different path. You know, it's, it's okay if you went that path. It's okay if I went this path. You know, we're also going to be trying to get to the same goal here. But, uh, yeah. Damn right. Yeah, a lot of people just... It's it's funny, man. Um, I, I think 
again, we come back to that pressure and it's like, just have fun at the end of the day, just have fun. You know, this podcast started from just a couple people fucking talking in the room. And now, you know, we're talking to music artists from all around the world and, and local communities. And it's just, you know, it's a badass, you know, and I'm just doing this to have fun and actually genuinely get to know people and get to know their story as artists. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. And that's awesome. Man. I think it's really, really cool what you guys are doing. And I'm honestly stoked to be a part of it. I, I've never really got to put myself out there like this for, for people to hear. So. And it's great too, because it's always, it's always like a mutual friend that shouts you out. And I'm like, well, let me hit that person up so I can get to know them. And it's, it's right. beautiful because it builds that community that much more, you know? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's really fucking dope. Um, so what do you got going on in the future for, uh, as far as the bricks project, like what, you know, you have any shows coming up or possibly some new music you're going to drop, maybe part of a live stream or something like that. What do you got going for the future? Um, well, right now I'm kind of just getting through a little spurt of shows and whatnot. Uh, so right now I just have one show book, but it is a pretty big show for for me anyways um if you ever heard of Wong K records from the uk um they are doing a uh their first u.s takeover here at the black box nice um yeah i'm super excited they asked me to be to be on it um it, it's crazy how that all worked out my uh, my good friend uh Danny, he goes by funk bias um who last year was recently added on to Wonka records and you know, I made this song and he was like, you should submit it to them. And, you know, like just being a newer producer and just getting into sound design and everything. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Threw it and sent it. And like, it turned out like they loved the song. It was originally supposed to be a single. Then it turned into, hey, we're going to make this. We're going to put this on a compilation that we put out every year. We want your track to be the opening track. And then uh, Seppa actually like helped run Wonky Records as well. Um, and I met him at the black box, like maybe two weeks after that release happened. And he told me they kind of, uh, based that whole EP or a compilation around my song, which just like blew my mind. That's now fucking it's, dope. It's leading into me getting that show. And now, uh, also, um, they just picked up another track of mine, uh, for this next compilation. It's going to be featured alongside some of my biggest inspirations ever like Seppa, Cursa, Funko, Crispy Chris, like it, there's, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's insane that it's happened to me. I'm extremely grateful and honestly still mind blown that it's even happening, but you know, it feels really good. Uh, other than that, I actually, I do have another show coming up March 3rd. Uh, my homie Crescendo, uh, he just had a big show opening up for Elenium, uh, the X games here up in, um, Belly up in Aspen. Um, he is doing a headliner at Cervantes and over on the other side for uh, Sound Disco. We got my homies Make Waves and Longevity Productions. They're collectives. We're kind of doing like a, a versus Make Waves versus Longevity kind of thing. Okay. That'd be kind of, that's going to be pretty cool. Um, other than that, like I'm really trying to get in a lot of self releases this year. I'm going to do a self-release every month. I think after we put this, uh, this out, kind of give everybody a little idea of what's to come and then just put one sign on in a month and just kind of try to stay consistent and 
bring try to bring something new to the table, you know? Badass. Yeah, man. It seems like you got a lot going on. Um, and it's like you said, because you were patient, you're putting in that work, not giving a fuck what anybody else thinks. And, you know, you finally it, it's it's paying off. It's slowly but surely paying off. And I can't right. wait to witness your journey into the future, because I'm going to be real, man. Everyone that's been on this podcast, they go off to do really big fucking things. So I can't wait to see where your journey takes you. And hopefully we can link up here soon. I'd like to because um, I'm actually on the street team with Black Box. So I, I can hopefully try and make it to that Wonka show or something like that. We can link up, nice. you know, and kick it and shit. Yeah. So that'd be yeah, dope. That would be great, man. That'd be awesome. I'd definitely love to meet you, dude. And um, also, um, one thing I really want to touch on real quick: uh, me and my good friend uh, Joe Martucci. It was his birthday last night. His thirtieth birthday. Uh, he DJs. He goes by Tooch. It's like my best friend, most genuine guy you'll ever meet. Um, we uh, we started this label. Uh, slash collective, whatever you'd like to call it, um, last January called True to the Sound. Uh, me and him, like, we just love halftime and glitch hop and drum and bass, you know, trip hop, just just those kind of vibes. And we kind of felt like here in, in Denver, it was, you know, there's not that much of it around here. You know, there's a lot of 140 vibes, a lot of spicy boys kind of vibes. <laughs> yeah. Like which is cool. Like, don't get me wrong, but... You know, like, this is, like, our kind of thing. We thought we could try to bring something new to the table. And, you know, so last year we did a release, like, every week, every Thursday for, like, the first half of the year. And um, we had a great start out and did this awesome live stream towards the end of the year. And uh, right now we're working on putting a compilation together that's hopefully going to drop sometime mid-April or early May. Uh, Just give you a quick rundown of who's all going to be on there. Uh, got John Wise, Funk Bias, Zach Kill, Backlab, Jack Attack, Denzin, Gray Matters, Dukes, Me, Curls, Gallium, Tigress, Cheryl Kelby, Crawdad Sniper, and Mindwalker, and hopefully some more. And uh, the goal with this compilation is, and it's, it's really just to try to shed some light on all these insanely talented underground artists who you know, deserve way more spotlight than they get. And at the same time, we're going to be donating all the proceeds to this uh, uh, this charity that is going to be giving back to uh, underprivileged kids, you know, giving laptops with, like, Ableton and stuff on it, you know. And, That's fucking dope. Yeah, you know, just trying to do what we can to help out the community and, like, all these artists, you know, and, and like, we have this uh, group chat, you know, on Facebook with all these artists from all over the world, and it's like, Normally you're in a group chat, it gets kind of annoying, but like this is like one of the most genuine, like loving chats to be a part of. You know, everybody just shares their music, their inspiration, their ideas, and it's just nothing but love. And yeah, really stoked on where True to Sound's gonna go as well. So just wanted to throw that out there. No, definitely. I can't wait to hear that compilation, man. You guys sound like you're doing some big fucking things and big things for the community too, which is really badass, dude. I really appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of huge, huge namer, you know, communities out, they won't be named on here, but you know, a lot of that shit gets lost and it's more so just about the ticket price and, you know, getting a shit ton of people in there and not caring about the community. So hearing things like that, it does warm me. So thank you for that. Yeah. 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 For me, it's, you know, this community has given me so much and you know, all I want to do is try to give back even just a fraction of what's been given to me, you know, so that's, that's the goal anyways. Fuck yeah. 
So you already shouted out a ton of people just now, um, but I always do this for reference and I'll link up with you after this just so I can get all those names. But, um, you know, shout out some artists that you think would like to be on Third Coast Base Radio. You know, I, I'd like to talk to them as well. All right. All right. Um, let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a bunch of names at you right now. <laughs> All right. I got, a, I got a lot of homies, and I, I really just, you know, I, I think they deserve the world and to be heard. So I'm going to just rattle off like 20 names or something. We got <laughs> Funk Bias, Mindwalker, Backweb, Tooch, Gallium, Jawise, Zad Kiel, Denizen, Dukes, Cheryl Kelby, Crawdad Sniper, Grey Matters, Curls, Schlop, Jack Attack, Crimberle, Rotra, Waylo, Brassel, Kaiser, Majestic Mud, Pitapata, Pocket Shuffle, Breadwinner, Ashes, Coolin, Eradicate. I can I can really I, I can keep going on. <laughs> I've met so many awesome people and artists throughout my journey and then just the last four years and it's like it's it's incredible just to see all people grow the way, as much as they have and it's amount of time it's just so cool yeah so if i'm not mistaken i know we've already had crim and jack attack on the podcast i think denison and pitapata are scheduled for the upcoming months um but everyone else i'm gonna have to reach out to it was like fucking 15 more people but yeah i'll get with you after this and uh definitely get all that information because yeah dude and this is what i love about the music verse dude it's fucking infinitely expanding so i just I, I love so, being able to have all these artists exactly and giving them a platform to showcase their art. You know what I mean? Yeah. So where can people find you on the social medias? What is your at signs? Um, let's see. I do a lot mainly on Insta and Facebook, uh, just bricks.beats. Uh, I don't really get on Twitter too much. Just, I honestly despise being on social media. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst, man. <laughs> and the favorite thing to do. It's it's kind of sad. Like how we were talking earlier, it's like 730. It's like or 7030. It's like you can't do this unless you have some sort of presence online nowadays. Which yeah. Bummer. But anyways, uh yeah, uh, as far as music right now, I uh most of my stuff is out on SoundCloud. I'm currently working on getting everything put on Spotify right now and in all the other platforms. Um, but yeah, um, check me out on SoundCloud. Uh, yeah, I got a release coming out every month, so lots of new music coming your way. Fuck yeah. Well, Brad, yo, I want to thank you so much for taking your time on your Sunday to speak to me about your art and your music and just, you know, you being a producer. I really appreciate you taking that time out, man. Um, I'll give you a little bit of time to say any final thoughts, last words of wisdom to the audience, whoever's listening. Um, I just want to say thanks again for having me on here. You know, uh, shout out my homie Jack Attack for, you know, shouting me out on here. Love that dude to death. Uh, make some insane music. Check him out if you haven't. Um, but yeah, I'm just really stoked to be on here, you know, given the opportunity to, uh, express myself a little bit, get, get myself out there. And, you know, I hope you guys enjoy the mix and another little podcast here. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the future. Goddamn right, man. Yo, we appreciate your time so much. Have a great day. Right on, man. Thanks again.
Yo, what's up, everyone? It's Kid Lunar here. Uh, Meta somewhere around here. Either way, we're back again with some fresh sounds and a bright new perspective. Let's go, baby. So I'll let you go ahead and state who you are. Oh, um, <laughs> my name is Orange Till Mystic. Nice, nice. Um, welcome to the show, Orange Pill Mystic. Um, you, what's your first name before we get started? Oh, well, I don't really like give it out, that's but it's fine. okay. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, um, really? Um, I don't mind giving it out though. No, 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 no. If, if that's what works for you, uh, we're completely fine with it. They don't need to know. Cool. Um, <laughs> People find out eventually. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like how long can I go being mysterious? <laughs> mm, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I guess it is kind of hard. You know, I always kind of wanted to do the the mysterious alias thing. I might when I get old. Who knows? <laughs> Still making music like at sixty, but it's like drum and bass or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like or you can like change your name like every couple of years. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I've done that. <laughs> oh, really? What? what yeah. Well, uh, not not legally, but just um. Just, like, I've had, like, like for the internet, you know, like, kind of a few different names that I would go by. Mm -hmm. Were they, like, uh, alias names or just kind of, like... uh, I guess it was just, like, almost, like, where I was at. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah, I guess aliases, but not really. It was was way, like, before I was Orange Pill Mystic and before I was making music and I've stuck to Orange Pill Mystic since like 2014, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, dude, let's, let's get into that. I mean, uh, let's talk about a few of those alias before the Orange Pill Mystic saga. Oh, they weren't really um, attached to music at all. So oh, no. I don't know if it's like a good story. No, I guess that's fine. I mean, well, we'll start with, um, you know, tell us about yourself. Um, well, it's like, it's really hard for me to talk about myself sometimes because I feel like I'm in my head so much that, uh, mm-hmm. I don't really, um, almost like see myself like mm-hmm. in like, oh, the waking state that much. I'm almost like, like the stream version. Uh, I, as far as like doing music, I guess that's how I would say I'm almost like living out like a dream version of myself. Um. Well, we can talk about that. I'm down. (laughs) Um, So, like, I guess, like, a lot of music comes to me, like, through my dreams, like, and that's actually been happening, like, recently, Um, but for, like, many years, like, ever since, like, I was, like, oh, like, I love music, like, so much, like, I have to do this, like, songs have just been coming to me, and I was just, like, write them down and I have like a really big like song book I guess I would call it but it's been really difficult for me to like almost like take the dream world into reality so I guess like the music I make is like this like crazy cross between both of those worlds like how I can meet between them but it'd be really cool one day to, like, actually make some of those songs, like, real. And I feel like I'm finally, like, getting there a little bit. 
Um, but like this new album that I like put out yesterday mm-hmm. called Animal Art is like um, it's very much like that. But I am coming out with like another body of work which is more like, I don't know if I want to call it like pop songs, but they're definitely like more like relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I guess about myself, like (laughs) it's like, it's pretty much like, I guess like how I can talk about like my music self. I just try to like almost like live out this like fantasy I've had about myself since I was like a little kid. And um I always, like, thought I was, like, this, like, alien from another planet, and, like, as mm-hmm. cliche as that might sound, like, they're almost just, like, being, like, an, uh, another worldly person, or, like, an outer worldly, or, like, from, like, another, like, place, like, um, and I don't know, like, I guess I just have this, like, almost, like, fantasy um, that it's almost, like, difficult to, like, exist in reality because Mm -hmm. um like I'm trying to almost like bring out that reality from inside and it's like finally I feel like manifesting which is like really cool and maybe like that is like life purpose (laughs) like I'm not sure (laughs) no I mean yeah I, I totally get that like especially I mean if you have like ideas that are like coming from dreams like I think that's really cool to be able to put that into a musical aspect. Like, by, yeah. by, the time, by the time I'm at my computer, like, I'm just like, well, what was I thinking about? <laughs> what was I dreaming about? But, yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty cool. It's, I mean, you know, you realize, like, you're kind of, like, in a state of, like, metamorphosis, and sometimes it's, like, kind of, yeah. it's really hard to see what those wings are going to look like when they're when they're out, so. Yeah, and, like, it's crazy because, like, another like cliche like live your dreams it's just like like I I like kind of believe in that that it's really real like I think there's like messages like there and I think it might have something to do with like um almost like ah, like timelessness but something to do with like capturing the future like and past like the information is like there sort of like it's almost like a like dreams could possibly be like a DNA of your like actual life. And like Mm. when you're dreaming, you can like see glimpses of that. And I know some people like don't dream. And I think that's also amazing because maybe like for them, it's more about like, like they don't need to know they're actually like doing like what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. But I think some people need like the dreams um, especially like if you had like like a crazy childhood or like have had like trauma <laughs> yeah. and like you just like those dreams I think are they're there to heal your mind and I think that maybe for me when I was younger I like it was like harder for me to sort of like find myself mm-hmm. but the dreams like were like there almost like show me the way and I always had like this fantasy like world inside of me and um that's pretty much like what my like music project is is like living out this like fantasy yeah yeah and especially now I mean like you know I guess with I mean I'm not really gonna say like the whole metaverse thing I'm I'm pretty big into 
video games if I have spare time. So like I can literally like I daydream about being able to make the music and also create the world if you can also be able to visit there too. So it's just like like you you can make everything, you know, wow. and have it all in one spot. But yeah, that takes a lot of time and they like they all like all of those traits or skills, they all take, I guess, like a certain amount of time to totally. like polish. So it's kind of like you know, you you don't want to like try to do it all, but sometimes it's kind of hard to, you know, not want to do everything. But yeah, it's almost like um, in your dreams, you could be like so good at something, but in this waking state, it's like yeah, you have to work so hard to get there. Um, it's really crazy you brought up the metaverse because it almost made me think like. Is that actually trying to replace, like, like our, our, our dream world, possibly? I don't know. Let's leave your crazy thoughts. Sometimes I just connect things strangely. But, like, the fact that you can actually, like, in your waking state, go into this, like, world that's being built, I guess, like, in the virtual reality. Like, yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean... I guess what they're trying to do really is make it a little bit acceptable. Um, yeah. There, uh, there's games and stuff that's been out like that um, that people have started like whole communities in. You know, I've played a couple myself. Um, oh wow! And, oh yeah, of course. And uh, <laughs> RP like some myself, but because I think there's a game that's. Uh, I think uh, there is this studio called uh, Media Molecules and. They uh, made like they they made like a, a little big planet game where it's like build your own um, type of game and stuff like that. But they ended up selling it, and they went off to make their uh, own uh, thing, which is basically um, a game where you can create, uh, you know, game like full games. Like you you basically can create the whole entire world. You can even do it with, like, a, a VR headset and, like, motion control so you can, like, be in the physical space as you build it. Um, wow. Like, I, I would love – I don't – I have I have it, but I don't have the headset to do that. And I was just thinking, I'm like, dude, I should make a whole entire music video that you can actually physically wow. be in. So that would be cool. I mean, it's still possible, really you know. Cool. That's – I can definitely see, um, like, you doing something like that, especially with uh, – your, your music um, um yeah i guess like i'm kind of like old school like there's a part of me that's like fighting for like um almost just like <clears throat> what music was and what like life was before like the internet like took over like um just like making music like um without the use of a computer and mm -hmm. That's almost like what this album I'm working on with, um, like, um, my friend, like, Evan, um, he drums, he's, like, the drummer, like, who plays with me, and mm -hmm. it's amazing to actually um, be, like, performing, like, these instruments, like, live, like, acoustic drums, I and, bet. like, <laughs> a synth, uh, and, like, singing live, and uh, as opposed, which I love, but to, like playing everything you know like just by pressing a button and, and knobs which is amazing too but like I guess like I'm 
almost like trying to like fight for like reality i guess mm-hmm. it's like there really is a difference yeah there is yeah. a difference um yeah um you know since we're back on the topic of music uh listening in making that mix if you guys don't know um uh, i had to curate that mix for orange pill it was great uh i will say it like it immediately started to remind me of like uh, a24 like movie score or something like very Whoa, like yes. indie um it's very it was very, your music is very mystic so it, it works with the name like um listening to it uh it kind of felt like if i was just like floating in space you know yes. um which i love that feeling <laughs> I'm yeah. sure a lot of people can relate um and definitely the satellite track like it made me want to go skating. <laughs> made me want to get my skateboard. That's awesome. And yeah. you know, go uh, like on a night ride. Um, oh, so cool! Yeah, the whole thing, like the whole mix, was like, if I could put it in one word, I guess it was like transcending. And oh, that's so cool! Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely an experience. Um, which, uh, you know, I explained to Rashad, like, I feel like you're probably more of more like a live act, too. Yeah. So, um, but it all it all works out, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, um, so Satellite is, like, made with, like, live drums and, this, like, synthesizer and, and me singing. But, like, the album Animalar, which is consisting of most of the mix, mm-hmm. it is, like, um, made with like Ableton and um, I use like a mixer into Ableton and then I use like a microcorg, an Ovation base station um, and like a DD7 digital delay pedal and nice. um, an SP555 sampler. And um, it's all like into Ableton. So there was nothing, there's no plugins that I use. So, like, once again, like, trying to, like, use instruments, like, mm-hmm. as opposed to just, like, digital, which is amazing, too. And um, that's actually how I made my first solo album was just all Ableton plugins. I just, like, got Ableton and I just, like, went crazy. I used, like, everything I could because it was just, like, this whole world. I'm like, yes, like, this is all right there. And I can, like, take it with me with, like, just a MIDI keyboard. Like yeah, I, that's what I do love about little workstations, especially when you get yeah. familiar with it. And then you just kind of think, like, all I really need is, like, my computer and maybe a keyboard. And anything I can do at home, I can just do it anywhere, you know, despite, like, recording vocals or anything like that. I mean, who knows? Some people can probably. Yeah, and, like, that's what I, like, recommend, too, for anyone that's, like, getting, like, started it's just like go as minimal as possible yes i can't stress that enough (laughs) you don't have to spend money like i mean i think you can even get i don't know if a free version of ableton still exists but i think you can get a demo still and like i don't know i just really try to find ways to do everything like for free (laughs) i feel that no i feel that um well I guess so. Typically, I'm not gonna follow like the schedule or like how we set up for um, producers and DJs we have on the show because I mean you're different. The way you do your music's different, but that just kind of puts me to my next question. So it's like, so you use uh, Ableton uh, a little bit. You said 
Um, so, and you also have uh, um, hardware as well. We usually kind of ask people, like, what do they prefer, you know, uh, hardware versus the doll? Or, you know, for your sake, you kind of do a little bit of both. But Yeah. Um, and, and, well, I guess, I guess... I guess it's not too. I guess it's not really too important. I mean, it, it is. A, it is probably good to like start for free. Uh, I have people that ask ask me all the time, and they want to buy so much gear and everything. And I'm like, yeah. dude, you're literally wasting time. Like the time you're spending, um, you know, looking at these videos. Like if you're not really a- applying it immediately, you're just kind of like um, information, like gorging yourself. You know. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like it almost just like part of it though. It can just like listening to many genres of music. I do think it plays a part on the subconscious and like comes out later. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like whatever interests you, maybe just like go for it. But yeah, like simplicity is key. Like I also feel like if you just want to like learn how to play an instrument like that in itself is like the shit (laughs) yeah so do you have like any um previous musical history or is it just like self-taught like oh i think i'm like i guess i'm self-taught like all the way yeah except like evan like who plays drums with me like uh he has like really helped guide me like um it's been great (laughs) he's like showed me a lot of music and so that's cool yeah i think like if you have friends that do music like oh man that's a resource yeah it's a big stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah and honestly they can just like it's like with friends like they can kind of like cut around the like the bullshit so you know you can just be like yeah this is if you tell me what you're trying to do like i can literally show you um I wanted to ask. We're gonna we're gonna do a little segue. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, where'd you get your moniker from? Oh, okay. So, um, like when like Evan and I like kind of came together musically. Um, like one of his like really close friends, like sadly, like had passed away like mm-hmm. a few months before, and that kind of like brought us together. Like just really intense. Um, because this person was just like an incredible spirit and like was like very much like known like in the community like where I like kind of live but that was like many years ago um but he would dry orange peels and um like use them to start fires because they have (laughs) such an oil concentrate (laughs) yeah um so our first album that I did ever was with Evan and it was called Orange Peel Project Mm -hmm. and then we did another album after that called like Robocalypse, which is like a crazy noise album. Um, but then I just I decided to like do music like like by myself, and mm-hmm. um, I guess like I took on the Mystic because I'm like really into reggae, or like I was like so obsessed with reggae, and I thought like maybe it was because of that. Like I'm mm-hmm. not sure exactly why the Mystic happened, but also like the second form of like you know lighting an orange peel fire is like the smoke <laughs> is that <laughs> yeah I, honestly i didn't even know that that's really cool yeah so um, cool 
So who like so who inspires like your sound? Like you have some people um, that inspire you? I like I've had like a lot of different sort of like inspirations. Um I guess nature would be number one. Just kind of like everything that I make, I feel like I just I don't ever try to like you know, put things down so hard. I almost just try to like flow into something. And mm-hmm. um, besides, like trying to like actually make those like dream songs real, like like that album Animal Are, like that is totally like you know, like just the nature of being a human. I guess just trying to make like sounds like come together. And mm-hmm. um, also, though, like I have. Um, like reggae like I was saying like Bob Marley is my biggest like inspiration or like influence Mm -hmm. yeah I was just like I don't know that's how like I started singing I guess because I would just start like singing to every song and being like that was like church for me for like a long time (laughs) um but and then also like Black Uhuru and um Steel Pulse And then also, um, there's this, uh, artist, uh, I think he's from Trinidad and Tobago, uh, but it's like a, so it's like soca music. Um, his name's Shadow and I really liked, I like him. Um, and then like Fela Kuti, um, like I also like love, uh, well, I like Miles Davis's, uh early 70s stuff um I did this like thing once that what I call like a Miles Davis detox and for like 14 hours straight I like watched like Miles Davis like performances on YouTube and um that really taught me how to improvise um for 14 hours yeah it's something like that because I I was like sick and I like I was like in bed (laughs) it was like some time ago um but yeah like so now anytime I hear Miles Davis's music, I can, like, recognize it. And mm-hmm. I think he's amazing as far as, like, what, like, his sort of, like, the spectrum of time and, like, all this, the music that came out of that. But, um, like, also pop, like, uh, I guess, like, Grimes is obviously, like, someone that I was like, whoa, she can do it herself. Like, mm-hmm. I can do this myself. That was, I think, when I was, like, I bought, like, my sampler, and I'm like, I'm doing this. Like, I was trying to figure out every instrument that she had. I wanted to, like, emulate her. And I still feel like I slightly do that. (laughs) But, like, I don't obviously want to, like, do that because, like, she's evolved so much. And I almost, like, her earlier stuff, like, the Genesis music video was, like, huge for me. I think that's when I decided. I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. Like, I can do this. Like, I can live my fantasy. Um. I really like Sade, too. Like, that's one person I, like, would sing, like, recently. Like, that's how I kind of, like, learned to sing, I guess, with Mm -hmm. her. And then, um, like, Caroline Polachek, too, I think is, like, probably one of the greatest, like, I guess, she's not, like, as much India anymore. She's, like, breaking out to, like, the pop spectrum, but I think she's, like, one of, like, the craziest, like, singers and um yeah and then i'm sorry if i'm like going on too long but like i love like all music um but then also i lived in western massachusetts for a while and 
the music scene there is just so like amazing like it's constantly evolving and um like the jam band scene there was incredible and i just love like that style of music too because it is like improvised like Mm -hmm. you know parts can be um so i like the band like called goose like i think they're great um and just like like little like any little band like you know what i mean i just like love all music and then uh also one man band sort of things like um there's this artist who's my friend called cooper handy um goes by lucy like he inspired me to actually start singing he just like was like you should start your own band and that like i was like okay i'm gonna do this too um and then uh finally uh one of my new friends, like Robbie Dean Rhodes, he put together like the first show that I ever played. And he's like a one man band sort of deal. And mm-hmm. he just like inspired me to just like keep going. And that's where I'm at. Yay. Nice. <laughs> I mean, Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. So at what moment, like, did you decide that you wanted to focus on music? Um, well, as far as, like, serious, it would be probably, like, this month, like, 2022, because mm-hmm. I was, like, if I want to, like, do this, like, I'm going to, like, make this, like, my reality, like, every day. Like, I'm going to, like, do this. Like, I'm I'm not going to, like, be afraid, and, like, um, but, like, honestly, like, the calling was when I was, like, starting to, like, listen to Bob Marley. There was just something mm-hmm. about it. I'm just, like, there's something in me that, like, wants to like like perform or like spread love like and uh i started writing like a ton of reggae like songs and i still have them and i hope one day that i get to like like make it a reality but i mean it's possible yeah it's possible (laughs) um like so is there anything um that you've learned um being an artist you know like is there anything it's taught you that you probably couldn't have learned, like, otherwise? Um, oh, that's, like, such a good question. Um, uh, um, like, you can definitely, like, live your dreams. Like, you can actually, like, make them true. Like, and that's just for me, just following, like, a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um... I think it's like one of the greatest highs, like natural highs you can have. Like if you like learn an instrument and you like can play music with people and you're like right there or like even collaborate with someone and you listen to the final, final result. It's just like the best. I feel like, like I haven't been able to feel that any other way, you know? Yeah. It's almost its own language. Yeah. Um, So is there like, any advice you could give yourself like if you could time travel and possibly like warp maybe like <laughs> a few a few years ahead of time and be like yo you need to get this done asap <laughs> like do you um, have any advice like do you have any advice for yourself um i would have like been like like don't be fearful like just fucking like go for it like i just like it's so crazy for me to to answer that question though because it's almost just like I feel like right place right time sort of thing and Mm -hmm. it's just like it's meant to be right now but back then if I could do it all over again I probably would have just like 
practiced like playing the keyboard more and mm-hmm. just really learn to like play so I can compose better. Yeah. Maybe that's what I actually need to start doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Um, yeah, I envy any keyboard player that can play a keyboard well because, like, if they if they ever wanted to be a producer, um, like, the keyboard is, like, your best friend. And if you yeah. can already play it well, you can, like, create anything you want. Like, I you can agree. create anything you want. Um. Do you have uh, any advice for, like, any up-and-coming producer or uh, songwriter, composer, artist in general? Um, Like, if you have, like, a vision or, like, a dream or, like, you just, like, feel like this is what I have to do or, like, I feel like I need to make this song or just, like, like, almost, like, do it. Like, don't let it pass. Like, I feel like we're like called to do things almost and like um you don't always have to listen but if the time is right and you have a moment it's just like like lay down those tracks because it's almost just writing in a journal or something or filming something you'll always have that memory like yeah of like that's where you were i don't know (laughs) oh yeah you're definitely like recording literally literally i know capturing time and space right now that's what's like cool about that album i like put out yesterday it's it's definitely a journey through like uh like spectrums of nature mm-hmm. um, um so <laughs> i was gonna ask like so uh like your favorite doll of choice like your workstation i mean you said you used um ableton so i'm just gonna just go about that you've probably really only use Ableton since most of you like most of the stuff you have is gear you know physical yeah um Um, also like I recommend Audacity too because it's free (laughs) oh yeah I've never used it but I've I've heard about it as well it's Um, good to just drop in like uh files yeah like don't expect too much but it's just it works (laughs) (laughs) I mean if it gets the job then you know yeah at the end of the at the end of the day, they all end up in the same place. Yeah. Um, so, do you think like do you think any of that stuff is just a tool, or um, does it like basically craft you as an artist, or is it just or is it just like a paintbrush? That's like so interesting, but I would just say it's a tool, like. But it definitely can be a paintbrush, and it'd be really amazing to learn more about, like, for example, like what Ableton can offer. Mm-hmm. So, definitely both. But for me, it's like a tool for sure. Gotcha. Um, what's your uh, What's your favorite hardware? Um. So, what you mean by that is like sort of like like the instruments I use. Like, yes. Okay, I'm just favorite. not the best. <laughs> um, uh, I love, like, the Prophet 12. Um, it's, like, a synthesizer, and um, it's, like, no longer made, but it's just so powerful. Um, and also, uh, the Novation Base Station is also an incredible, powerful, like, 
it's like synthesizer it's like really like cute and small um i think it's possible to i think you can midi it too but i haven't like figured that out um and then i i also uh i'm a big fan of like the tc helicon vocal processor okay i think it's really great <laughs> so when you're sitting there um composing music like how do you start like with just an empty canvas like so how do you start oh it like really all depends like i feel like i'm so thrifty that like um i'll just like well right now it like really depends but i guess it starts with like a beat i think it's like the best like way to go and then like lay um down like a like a bass sort of thing line and then um you know, just put like a lead on top of it. But lately, I've just been trying to make like what I did that last album is just like, try to make anything so I could just sing over it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I just like had I just like almost like the experience of being like a human. It's just like right now it's like, it's so crazy that I just wanted to like express it like you know, emotionally through, like, the voice. Without, mm-hmm. And, like, like that was just my way. Like, what we were, like, talking about earlier, um, like, like almost like you're venting, like, slightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can create something, like, so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, too many plugins, not enough plugins? Um, so... Ah, uh, if I could like have all the plugins in the world, like yes, please. Like I will take all of them, so I can like experiment for like hours. But um, I guess I don't use any at all right now. So it's like that spectrum. Like if I if I could have access to it, like I would. But I'm like really thrifty. Like when it comes to like 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 buying anything mm-hmm. music related. Um, I guess when it comes to, like, the digital world, that, uh, yeah, like, I'm stuck with, like, the like the instruments, like, the hardware right now. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are still trying to get stuff like that, you know. Um, I have a yeah. few um, vintage uh, samplers myself I started with, so I, I completely understand. That's so cool. Um, what, uh, so... You know, we're almost almost done, so you know the ride's almost over. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so let's talk about um, let's talk about some projects you have going on in the future. I know the what we just heard um, earlier is basically a new project you have. Uh, so, do you have uh, any future shows? Uh, tied yeah. To this? I do have, there's like one happening um, in Cambridge, Massachusetts at the Plow and the Stars. It's like a really like, I guess an intimate venue. Um, Ooh, nice. I'm just so excited though to like play anywhere at this point. So yeah, I, I totally to understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah. Um, well, so I mean, you already have some new, new new music coming out. We already heard it. Um, I did want to try to squeeze in, um, you know, because you also do makeup as well. 
Um, if you want to like have a little spotlight to talk about that before we get close oh, to wrapping sure. up, I wouldn't mind. Um, um, Rashad so, might not care. He's like, oh, fuck, okay. fuck. but I do. Um, go ahead. <laughs> you can go ahead. So I guess like most of my adult life, actually, yeah, pretty much my entire adult life has just been working on this project called Plant Makeup. Um, but at first it was called Good For You Tea. Um, actually it was called Good For You with three O's at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I, I started making teas. Uh, actually what happened was like, I was really inspired by medicinal plants mm-hmm. and it just like took over my life. And uh, it went through a few like phases of like my journey of discovery of plants. And I finally got into making makeup around 2014, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, everything I make is just like hardcore natural. Um, I don't like use like anything basically like in conventional makeup pretty much i mean besides like there's some ingredients like of course that are natural that are used in conventional makeup but uh yeah it's just been me making this happen for a long time and i'm just so incredibly thankful for like all the people that are like still like purchasing products for me and um because it's been kind of like a crazy road like online and there's been like lots of changes and just kind of have to like adapt with like the market because mm-hmm. I do everything online and uh, my website's like plantmakeup.com and yeah, that's pretty much my life work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm about it, especially um, with it all, you know, being plant-based and naturally sourced. I'm, I'm totally about it. I, I'm definitely going to have to check it out for myself. To be honest, oh. I have looked and stuff, but I didn't really get to like take, take a deep dive of what I could use for myself, but... Oh, cool. Um, well, like, I recommend the makeup primer because it's not, like, a makeup primer. I maybe should rename it, but it's, like, a like a lip balm for the face. Mm-hmm. And it's the best. I, like, I, I'm going to Is it kind of like one. a toner? Um, no, it's, like, uh, like a salve, like, almost like a moisturizer. Mm, like, yeah, because so. I have really oily skin sometimes. Oh, okay, so, yeah, you might need, like... Yeah, like a water based, like or something else. We can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, we can have a whole another podcast about this. <laughs> um, um, is there is there any artist you would like to uh, give a little shout out to that you think may be a good fit for the show or may want to come on yes. to the show? Um, I have like uh, uh, like three, I guess. Um. One of them's like super obscure. His name is like I, I hope I can like say his name. No, of course I can. His name's Jared Fowler. Um, he goes by this project called Zizia um, X Y Z, and I don't know if the name has changed, but I think it's been that way. But if you can get him on your podcast, he's like incredibly interesting and like very nature based, and he's like uh, definitely a producer and. Um, He's amazing. And also, like, uh, Cooper Handy, who goes by Lucy. He lives in Western yes. Mass, and he's really amazing person and hugely inspiring. And then finally, Robbie Dean Rhodes. 
Okay. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely, I'll definitely have to reach out to them. Um, if, I'm, oh no pressure. Oh yeah, that was I'm, really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need you to send me those names and spell it out just because. Oh I, cool. With fucking dyslexia, I might mess it up. <laughs> like it is completely <laughs> wrong. Um, where can people find you? Um, I'm pretty much Orange Pill Mystic, like on all platforms that I have access to being an independent artist. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so yeah, I'm Mystic. <laughs> and that's, uh, is that like your handles all around the board? Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm especially like, I guess an Instagram like user, like the most, mm-hmm. uh, but YouTube for sure. And, um, I'm really excited about this, like, interview series like i'm starting kind of yeah i uh, saw that i wanted to check that out i saw you're like sitting outside or something like that was yeah. really cool. so yeah, i'm excited to do many more of those mm-hmm. yeah because i saw the little clip bit I'm, i may try to uh listen to that while i'm at work oh um, so cool so do you have any uh do you have any final words before we get out of here um, I guess, like, going back to the beginning of this conversation, just, like, yeah, like, if you dream, like, live your dreams, and if you don't dream, you're, like, almost, like, living the dream, like, I don't even know if that is true, maybe I'm totally wrong, I, like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I guess that's the, I guess the best thing I could say, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure some people are living some dream nightmares. <laughs> <at least. laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I'm so appreciative, like, t- for, like, you, like, giving me this opportunity. I'm, like, of so course. thankful. It's of just, course. like, it's the best to connect. <laughs> um, and, like, yeah, I guess another thing I would say is, like, don't be afraid to, like, reach out and, like, connect with people. Just, like, don't stop. If someone stops you, just, like, keep going. Just keep going. Yeah, uh, we enjoyed having you on. It was a great show. Also, wish you a great show when that happens. Um, Thank you so much. I'm not going to try to date this episode because it's just... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for giving us your time. Um, Thank you. Yes, everybody. This was Orange Pill Mystic. So thank you. And y'all have a good night or a good day, whichever. It's always daytime in space. So who the fuck cares? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, so there you have it. Third Coast Base Radio, season three, episode 24. Be sure to like us and the respective artists involved. Yo, January 2022. Time to fucking reel it in, guys. Get your shit together. Get shit done. See you guys next month. As always, be safe, bitches. Blau. Skill. Blau.